Yeah, I'm recording. How so, long have you been recording? Five I'm seconds. The thing doesn't show up on okay. the recording. <laughs> I've been recording for five seconds. Okay, good. So nobody saw me uh, do the inappropriate things uh, to that uh, cucumber. Yeah. But we saw, and we won't and forget. We don't kink shame, Sean. So you do, you do, you do, you, bud. Do we queen shame? If we don't king shame, that's one thing. But are we queen shaming? Because that would be bad as well. No, no. You said kink shame. What about jack shaming? Do we want to do ace? Nave shaming? It's the K I N K. Yeah. Me nave shaming. Why? Why are we? Why are we singling out the face cards? Shouldn't the two through ten also be on there as well? Uh, I'll you. You know what? No, because you know you don't mess with the the people of color. Yeah, I, I just really feel like if you're going to try to lump in the, the number cards with the face cards, that's really kind of the all lives matter equivalent of uh, poker yeah, plan. Yeah, exactly. So we want to so focus more on the spades and the clubs rather than the hearts and the diamonds. Well, I mean, the hearts and the diamonds are like having their own struggles, you know, with pipelines going through their land and everything. Yeah, Ian. I mean, Ian, you could really. Where's this? Where's this metaphor going? I'm really confused. I just started naming. You started it. I know. You. you know, I'm just. I'm just taking hole. it to its logical conclusion. Mm. Stop digging that hole that you're going to bury the 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 face cards in. It, it's not doing anyone any favors. And uh, here's my idea. I came up with. Mango flavored tea. Wait, what flavored tea? Mino flavored tea. Tomato. Tomato flavored tea. So you're tomato talking about tomato soup. juice. No, it's tea. Isn't that tomato soup? Yeah. Tomato no, that. Water. No, no, tomato tomato flavored tea. But how would you even make tomato flavored tea? Is the question. Well, you'd make tea. It's flavored water. Tomatoes in it. Look them up, and you boil it, and then you pour it through a little. Uh, what do you call that the thing? Uh, the the strainer. And then you get rid of the chunks of tomato, and you're left with just the, the tomato essence. But anyway, uh, how are you doing, Sean? What's new with you, buddy? Uh, let's see. It's... Oh, yeah, okay. So my job basically decided that they wanted to make all these changes unnecessarily. So, you know, I'm like, ah, nuts. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why people just think that, like, now is the time to make drastic changes to things. Yeah, really. Because they feel like they can get away with it because more people are not willing to quit their jobs because of the global pandemic. And because uh, Americans don't believe in giving everybody monthly, you know, funds from the government to help us get by. Yep. Yeah. Um... That well, would seems, probably be exactly why they did it now. Well, is, it, it seems strange to me because it's like structural change. It's not. It's not anything necessarily that would qualify as saying bad. It's just weird that you would make a structural change to an organization when you know people aren't like. For instance, they're shifting people to different departments, so that now they're on different teams, but we're on teams of people that we've never met before. Maybe this like, how, how are we supposed to, you know, build team cohesion with a team that we have never, one, never met before and two, can't meet now. 
Well, maybe it's that situation of you did really well on this team, so we now want you to do that same level of well on the other team, or you were really crappy on this team, so we're going to move you to a different team to where you can be crappy over there. I don't know. Like, like I don't understand corporate restructuring. I just don't. Well, I mean, it, it, it's clearly not working for the Lakers, so why would they think that it would work for me? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers are just fine, Sean. You know what? I'm 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 convinced now that the Lakers are probably gonna lose. So here's the thing: in in the entire 70 year history of the NBA, only one team has come back from a 3-1 deficit and won the finals. You know what that team was? Lakers. The Lakers. Cleveland Cavaliers team. So you, the 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 logical oh, yeah, right. in order to come back from a one three deficit you have to have lebron if lebron is in fact on the other team that has you in that deficit i think i think that other team has to feel pretty good like i'm just gonna say this though if if they lose tonight like that's just the i think that's like uh that's got to be like the darkest mark on lebron's career right there no, no, no. I mean, the darkest mark on LeBron's career is the 2011 finals where they lost to the Mavericks. And uh, first of all, they're going to win tonight on it. Second of all, Miami's a good team. So even if they lose tonight, even it, so even worst case scenario, they lose the series. Miami's a good team. So I it's mean, not like they're also yeah, not. How do you define good team? <laughs> uh, they have Jimmy Butler. He's one of only three players ever to have a 40-point triple-double in a finals game. You know who the other two players were? Probably Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson and LeBron James. Oh, yeah, so that's right. So if you're in that company... Oh, yeah, that's right. I love Magic Johnson, would not And if you are, are a good player, if you're that good of a player, then your team is necessarily good because you're on it. So... Yeah, what's... Wait, how come we can't see Jim? Where's Jim's face? I think he just made it. I'm him. putting my laundry away right now. No, so you don't want to see your dirty underwear? Is that what it is? Well, Let I'm kind of wandering fan... all over the place, so I'm just trying to not be a distraction. Let the fans see your dirty clothes, Jim. That's what they're paying us for. No, they're not. You know what? We can't read that, but we pretty much figure out what it says. That's why I've changed the subject, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't see Ian. Oh, um, it, it said... Nice. Because said, I don't know anything about basketball, but backwards, so that we couldn't read it. No, no, but so that the viewers could read it. Ian, I can't see you at all. You're just a gray yeah, screen on my end. You're just a gray screen on my end. I can see Nathan and Sean, no problem. Yeah, but my camera off. Everyone, everyone's talking at once, and I can't hear. I have my camera off. You can't see me because my camera is off. You can't see Jim. Jim's camera's off. I don't know why Jim can't see you. It's probably because Jim's a loser. Uh, Sean. Even though it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Jim. Not even his birthday anymore. His birthday was two days ago. Oh, right. Hey, it's my birthday weekend. (laughs) My birthday month. My birthday year. It's my birthday. Yeah, Yeah. 2020 would be your birthday year, Jim. Oh, dear. Yeah, it would. It really would. That's my luck. So what's your age now, Jim? How old are you? I'm two to the fifth. Wait, what's your age again? Two to the fifth. 
What's my age again? What's my age again? Good catch. Two to the power of five. Yes. Fifty. For those of you not mathematically inclined, that is thirty-two. And you'd have to be sixty-four for the next time around for it to be two to the sixth. Is that right? Is that right? He's doing his math. I can't hear. I can't hear him at all. Because he's moving away for the yeah. he gets to the laundry room. I guess that's too far away. Yeah, that was too far away. Yeah, the next time I... I'm trying to tell you what I said because you said you couldn't hear me. You said that the next time I double my age will be when I'm 64. There you go. Okay. I can, I can repeat myself if you can't hear me, but not if you're all going. <laughs> anyway. Ian, what are you doing? Hey, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I actually had a COVID scare this week. Uh-oh. What? Well, I thought I was having some of the symptoms on Monday, and so I had to uh, quarantine myself basically for most of the week. Um, The symptoms, like, whatever symptoms I had on Monday, I have not shown for the rest of the week, so I'm probably fine. But, yeah, I quarantined myself for several days in just this room, and... I kind of drove myself nuts. It really yeah. it really sucks to have to stay in the exact same room for like four, five days and just be like, ah. So when you were just like, ah, were you like, ah, or were you like, ah? Because there's a difference. There's quintessential importance. Um, basically, staying in the same room for several days in a row gave me very bad headaches extraordinarily bad headaches also because we turned off the ac so that the air wouldn't circulate between rooms uh yeah that sucked i guess it's a good thing like 90 or something it hit 90 on wednesday so what you're saying is you stayed in the same room with no ac for several days the reason you got a headache was probably because you stink I've been showering. Like I, I have basically. Like, I I had access between leaving the room to shower. Yes, That's unacceptable. I put a mask on between leaving between being in this room and going to the bathroom. Which, by the way, the bathroom is literally five feet that way. All the while, feet. Marlon was using my bathroom, so he had the whole bathroom to himself. Food of death. COVID death. Dispersal air. Dis- Wait, there Jim, why are you putting on a tie? Why not? What's something to do? How's it look? Not good? Yeah. My math ties. You look fine. Math ties. Thank you. But yeah, I've been actually playing uh, a game this week called Defunct. Uh, Nathan, I think you played this as well. Defunct? What De- about Defunct? Defunct. Defunct. With a T. D-E-F. When Defunct hit the fan? Right back. Get down with Defunct? Everybody defunct? So Defunct is a it's a game where you play a little robot with a wheel uh, and you basically roam across a bunch of like open environments uh, and you have to like it's essentially a collect-a-thon game but there's only like two things to collect uh, little orbs that give you a boost and little jars that allow you to use a boost but uh you can save a bunch of them 
to use a boost later and you have to just go through these linear environments and it's like you can play the entire game in like two hours but it's it's really adorable it's got really nice music it's sort of like did you ever play the game journey love journey no, but i love the band journey the band journey. I also love that journey. Journey. Both journeys are good. The game journey basically, you just go on a quest, and then other people will join you. In the game Defunct, uh, it's kind of the same thing, except you're a little robot roaming a sort of like giant spaceship crash site. Because at the very beginning of the game, you, the little robot guy, accidentally fall out of your spaceship. And so you're like, I have to get back to the spaceship. And so you go across a bunch of different lands until you finally find, like, half a continent away, your spaceship has uh, landed and is refueling, and then you finally jump back in. Like, it, the whole thing takes two hours, and it's just no dialogue, no nothing except nice ambient sounds and a bunch of puzzles where you have to figure out a way to get across gaps using boosts or activate giant uh, lasers using like other giant lasers it's a really cute really great game um i got it on switch for i think they had it at a discount for like 90 cents or something and i just picked it up and i finally played it and it was really nice and serene and calming and fun it's it's fun to play a little robot with a wheel and just roll around and jump off of like platforms and stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I've been I've been watching um, Star Trek. Which one? I, I watched Discovery. Ah. I watched I watched both seasons of Star Trek Discovery. I don't know why everybody's so pissed off about. Because the main character is a. Well, I mean, yeah, other than the racist, I get why the racists are angry. And I get why the sexists are angry. And I, and I, and I, I, don't, I don't get why anybody other than them is angry. Maybe it's just them. I think it's just them and everyone's just sort of piggybacking it because it's not real Trek or something. I don't know. I mean, like... I have a thought. What? What is it? Maybe because it's new and different. They don't like change. Yep. Last time we got change in Star Trek, we got Enterprise. It's true. <laughs> I mean, before that, I mean, we had new. They had uh, Voyager mm -hmm. and we had uh, mm -hmm. Deep Space Nine. Exactly. Yeah. We had uh, about Next the age Generation. Old versus, age old Kirk versus Picard debate. People well, didn't like New Trek right away. People didn't like New Trek right away. Picard is better than Kirk. He is. Are we about the new animated uh, Captain Janeway show? No, but I no, want to see wait, it. What? Yeah. There's a wait. Is, is it actually Kate Mulgrew in it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Nice. You know, what, you know what's really cool is um, this is a tangent, but it ties back in. I promise. So, do you know who Stephen King's son is? Is he related to Kate Mulgrew? Stephen King's son? No, but we'll get to that tie-in. So Stephen King's son goes by the pen name Joe Hill. His middle name's Hillstrom. So J his name's Joe Joseph King, or Joe King, which is a hilarious pun <laughs> on Stephen King's part. But um, he writes uh, horror novels just like his dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I listened to one of them on an audiobook, and Kate Mulgrew is the audio narrator, and oh. it's pretty awesome. Kate Mulgrew's awesome at everything she does. Yeah, she was great in Orange is the New Black, one of the few yeah. 
things I liked about that show. I didn't like a lot of other things about that show. It's so... I think we should, I think we should replace RBG with Kate Mulgrew. Uh, I, I nominate. I nominate as as alternative president of the United States. I nominate Kate Mulgrew to the Supreme Court. I allow this. It's and Ian as the the Supreme Court nominee vetoer uh, is not using his veto power to get rid of Kate Mulgrew. Nah, Kate Mulgrew's cool. All right, she's been confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I say we pack the court with a bunch of Kate Mulgrew clones. Oh, you know what? I say we pack the court. We just pack the court with Star Trek captains. I would just think the same thing. <laughs> All right. So we get Kate Mulgrew. Mm-hmm. We get, um, uh, oh, God. Avery Brooks. I can't even, yeah, Avery Brooks. Yes. Patrick Stewart. Jason Isaac. Yes. Not, not. You don't count not Jason William Shatner. Isaac. Wait, Jason Isaacs? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't count Jason Isaacs? Jason uh, Isaacs is from Discovery, who? right? Yeah. Who he's, plays he's uh he's uh Lorca, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who who plays yeah, Captain no, Pike? We no, we don't want Lorca. Lorca's a Nazi. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten that far, so thanks for spoiling it. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean like he's like the straight up he's a Nazi. Spoilers. Two episodes I saw, and the the actor who plays Captain Pike is Anson Mount. I believe you because I don't. Google's not telling me readily. Yeah, Anson Mount is Captain Pike. I know because he's, he's my second favorite. Bruce Greenwood is. He plays Captain Pike. No. He also plays Captain Pike. Apparently, there's multiple actors who play that character. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cap- yeah. Cap- Captain like the, Pike. The original Captain Pike from like the pilot of Star Trek. No, no, we're talking about the new Captain Pike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Bruce Greenwood played original Captain Pike from, like, the 60s. Ah. Uh, in the Menagerie. Like two Star Trek. Yeah. Wasn't that, that was the pilot, wasn't it? That was the no. original pilot, the rejected yeah, one. Yeah, the original pilot, yeah. The, no, the one that got rejected. Pike. The one that had his wife in it. Yep. No, no, no. He played Pike in the 2009 Star Trek film. Oh. <laughs> that dude. Oh yeah, technically, so there are three Captain Bikes. Anson yeah, Mount is the best Captain I mean, Pike, though. Google doesn't even tell you who the the Captain Pike from the pilot is. Hmm. I mean, if you Google who's the Captain Pike from the pilot, but if you just Google Captain Pike, it's just those two guys and Jeffrey that's Hunter, right. who's apparently the guy. Well, that's the him pilot. right there: Jeffrey Hunter, Sean Kenny, Bruce Greenwood, and Anson Mount. I'm looking at the wiki. There are four. Oh, wait, there are four? Yeah. Where the after the fourth would come from? Um, who's the Sean Kenny dude? Hang on. Oh, in um, um, original Star Trek, in the episode The Menagerie. He played the older, scarred, disabled version of Pike. Uh, Oh. So there were two actors who played Pike in The Menagerie. Mm hmm. Okay. What was the original, original pilot called? Pilot? The Cage. The Cage. The episode was called The Cage. The later episode that was two parts that used footage from that was the Menagerie. That's right. Yeah. I remember watching. Yeah, I remember watching the original pilot, and they. I remember it was like NBC. Was it NBC or CBS who originally aired uh, Star Trek back in the sixties? What did, I thought it was ABC. Um. It, may... you know it was Desi Lu. I think it was always CBS. 
Yeah, maybe it's CBS. I, I don't know, but yeah, maybe CBS. Yeah, maybe. I I just remember I just remember the trivia of the original pilot was rejected because um, because uh, Gene Roddenberry uh, put a woman in a you know commanding role. He had uh, his girlfriend yeah, his as wife played as uh, number one. Yeah, and so they Thank were like. Barrett. And so they were like, "Okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that." And he's like, "Okay, can I have one female bridge officer?" And they're like, "Fine." And he goes, "And she's black." What? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry, it was it was NBC. I, I said that NBC. already. Yeah. Sorry, I already yeah, said that. Yeah, Nathan said that earlier. NBC. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. Sorry, I was looking Normie. it up. Yeah, I, I oh, heard I'm sorry. You. It's hard to hear you when three people are talking on the other end. Okay, sorry. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you, Nathan. <laughs> I'm always listening to Nathan. Nathan's, Nathan has more to say than everybody here. Nathan's the only one of us with a successful music career. You say that, but that's because the rest of you aren't musicians. Yeah, at least yeah I've... Uh, I, would you say that I'm the most successful video editor here? Yep. All right. Probably. Well, I'm certainly the most successful teacher here. Yep. Yep. That is true because because I actually was a substitute teacher for two years and I hated it. I'm I was a paraeducator for a year and I was terrible at it. Mm -hmm. I was a paraeducator in a second grade classroom and also in a special ed room in a high school. I'm the most successful at surviving while black in America. I would say that is a very accurate statement. <laughs> most I figured he was going to say I'm the most successful black man here. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, none technically of... I'm that too. So Be... I, got, I got two things. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, as soon as You're Caleb... also the most successful alternative president here. That's also true. I've won every election I've ever been in. <laughs> you know what Wayne Gretzky Which said? Helped. Hopefully, it's more than I'll be able to say for Trump come November. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a few weeks left, gentlemen. We only have to survive yeah. this for a few weeks more. So, but here's the thing: don't expect things to get better if Biden wins. Like, first of all, it won't get worse. Like he's whatever just he is. Be happy if it doesn't. I'll like. I'll be happy if it doesn't get worse. Yeah, really, it's just going to stem the bleeding because right now I'll we're able to. I'll be able to breathe a sigh of relief if it yeah. doesn't get no, worse. It's bleeding but, profusely right now, but if Biden gets in, it'll at least like not be bleeding profusely. Yeah. No, 100% agreed. But here's the scary thing. If Trump loses, probably will. Probably, but don't think that means certainly. Mm -hmm. Trump will he'll be president for three months after that. No, that's the scary part. Yeah. That is the scary part. Like, what's he going to do? Like he like is he gonna go completely on it? Like my my whole theory about that whole thing is that he's terrified of losing because he knows that if he loses, that he'll probably end up going to jail. He, he will spend the rest of his life in court. Uh, basically, yeah. I just don't think so. Here's the thing: George W. Bush committed war crimes, war yeah. crimes, hundreds of thousands of dead Iraqis. Nobody ever prosecuted him. I just think that there's an unwritten rule somewhere you can't prosecute former presidents. Doesn't matter how much of a scumbag they are. They didn't prosecute Nixon. They didn't prosecute Bush. Well, they didn't prosecute but Nixon specifically because uh, Gerald Ford pardoned him. And a lot yeah. of people hated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he left and left right. his boy in charge and well, then his boy pardoned true. him. That, that's half of them. But Bush 
was replaced by a president of the opposite party, and they still didn't prosecute him. Because yeah. He killed, yeah, because he didn't kill American people. He killed yes, people from American Iraq. People under his watch. First of all, uh, 9-11 happened. Died. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but he all, didn't kill them. Second of all, putting Americans into an illegal war is pretty much second of all exactly that. He had us go into two wars, one of them debatably justified, one of them not even debatably. It's unjustified. Yeah, and but did nobody died. did nobody listen to the Joker in Batman uh, or not Batman Dark Knight? Don't listen to the Joker. What? No, seriously. If a truck full of soldiers dies, nobody panics because it's all according to plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it it's weirder. That's weirder if because if grandma and grandpa die, that's not according to like if grandma and grandpa gets like you know if some if, if it's the president's fault that grandma and grandpa got sick and died, that's not according to plan. Right. Well, it's probably a bad idea to listen to the Joker because he's you know the villain, and we probably shouldn't uh, listen to the villain. Uh, he's a villain that makes very good points. So though. here's the other exactly. thing is. The Dark Knight movie, that movie, was a neoconservative propaganda film. Yep. It's also yeah, which is why the guy making the good points is the bad guy. <laughs> it's also a phenomenal film. So just because it's propaganda doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's a great movie, but it is a neoconservative propaganda film. So Batman in the movie is George W. Bush. First of all, he does um, extraordinary rendition. Uh, what's it called? What? Uh, not rendition. Um, Maybe it is. What when you uh, extra lawfully? Um, he tapped everybody's phones. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. from a foreign country. No, oh. and then he also does phone tapping, mm-hmm. and he tortures people, and uh, so I mean the whole movie is like a like a justification for like the the war crimes that George W. Bush. The did. George W. Bush administration. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's why they didn't prosecute him. Yep, because yeah, because no they one... made him Batman. I mean, I secretly think this is for Nolan's be a Trump supporter. I mean, he's British, so he probably he doesn't have any say in it. But... No, but he's probably who's the who's the British uh, conservative dumbass? Johnson, Boris yeah, Johnson. Yeah. He, he might Boris be a Johnson. Yeah, it might be a Boris Johnson supporter. He also I mean, don't think has ever been on the record about this. Let me see, Christopher Nolan. He, I doubt it because you know liberals go to see movies too. Yeah. So, is that a is that a Charles Barkley paraphrase? Uh, I think so. Was that what I he's thought that was uh, Michael Jordan? But no, he's the one that said Republicans buy shoes too. No, I thought that was Michael Jordan. No, it was Charles Barkley, uh, wasn't it? No, I was pretty it? sure it was Michael because I remember yeah. people because I remember the deal was that they wanted him to endorse uh, somebody like a Chicago politician, mm-hmm. and it was a Democrat. And he didn't do it, and the reason he gave for not doing it was because Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah, you're or right. At least that's what he said. Yeah, no, I was just remembering wrong. Also, Dark Knight Rises. Bane is a is an Occupy Wall Street person. Yeah, like right. like he even says the line, and it's a it's a great line where he's going into the stock market, and a guy says, "There's no actual money here. You can't rob us." And he says, "Then what are you people doing here?" And hopefully that was just as inaudible <laughs> and intelligible as Bane's dialogue in that movie. <laughs> Which has, have any of you seen Tenet? Not yet. 
Um, so it also has issues with dialogue intelligibility. Um, I don't have as much issues with it as most people do because the dialogue that you're not hearing is stuff that really doesn't matter. It's people running around shooting at other people and shouting at each other, and you're like, okay, they're shouting soldier bullshit. I don't know. But um, the, the trade-off is it's the loudest movie I've ever seen. Really? Because I because I remember seeing Armageddon in theaters, and that's the loudest movie I've ever seen. I was so I saw it in a theater, and I was the only person in the movie theater, so it was amazing. Um, and uh, it was so fucking loud. It was so loud. It like shook the seats, kind of loud. The movie theater being empty had anything to do with that, though? No, no, I don't think so. If anything, it being empty wouldn't it no, I just don't sound reverberate because there's less bodies to uh, absorb it but the thing is they build those rooms to be as anechoic as possible so there wouldn't be yeah, much but i mean the but i mean that's still gonna be that's a whole bunch of bodies being in that room still has to affect the sound somewhat i mean i don't i it would affect it i don't know if it would noticeably to human ears affect it because the thing is, if we're in a giant auditorium, like I did a, a movie, um, I mixed a movie that was shown at the Lead Center in Lawrence, and that's a live music venue. So when we were previewing it, you couldn't understand a single thing anyone said in the whole movie. And I'm like, oh, God, people are going to hate me for this. But then when they had like 10, 20,000 people in the, the building, yes, in that case, because that wasn't an anechoic room it wasn't an acoustically treated room the human bodies in it actually did help make it less echoey but movie theaters aren't echoey in the first place so i don't know if the like coming less echoey still echoey, but just the sound bouncing know. off of not like the Echo. sound doesn't have anything to bounce off of so i mean it's just you know there's no bodies it's like sounds just coming straight to you yeah. rather than you know coming coming this way bouncing off this body then bouncing off this wall and then coming back to you it's like i'm just there's fewer surfaces for the sound to bounce so you're going to hear more sound i i mean i think there may be like a scientific instrument would be able to pick up that but i don't think human ears would in, in why do you keep holding I, up number stuff that yeah. i can't see <laughs> it says 40 it's actually 5.39 on my clock. I, <laughs> Mine too. I actually can't see Ian still, so I have no idea what he's doing. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, what's new with you, Jim? Uh, oh, uh, my internet. Um, so today I went and did some shopping, some after-birthday birthday shopping. Had, like, Kohl's cash card stuff, and I stopped by Best Buy. And I was telling Ian the other day, you know, as much as I enjoy Made by Stanley Kubrick, own any of his movies. I feel like I should rectify that. I bought the three movie set of Shining 2001 and Clockwork Orange. Nice. Basically, his only movies I've seen, but I love them. And I'm looking forward uh, to rewatching those. I would suggest any Stanley Kubrick movie you can watch, watch it, because they're all masterpieces. Mm -hmm. Barry Lyndon, mm -hmm. uh, nice. Full Metal Jacket, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. People make jokes about it because it's the orgy movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, but it's it's actually a really good movie. I mean, it's a Stanley Kubrick. 
Yeah, right. but you gotta watch the like the uncut version of that movie. You have to watch the British version because yeah. they censored the American version by digitally adding a bunch of people to like sort of censor Cure all the sex scenes. Yeah. Damn in America. Stop ruining things. Also, uh, Jim, if you want, I have a I have a copy of the conversation, which I which is a very Ooh. early Stanley Kubrick one. No, that's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Oh, that's Coppola. I got yeah. that wrong. That is also a good movie. I haven't actually seen it, but the soundtrack's good. Yeah, that's why. Did has anyone ever seen the movie? Um, oh, I just talked to Jim about this the other day. Um, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Yeah, I've seen that movie like eighty-two thousand times. So, the the film, the conversation, uh, Enemy at the State, is technically a sequel to that. Not actually, but it may as well be because why? Because uh, Gene Hackman is in it. Yes, and Gene Hackman is being monitored by the government, and that's a big element of the story. And that at, at the very end, he basically tries to go into hiding. And so a lot of people have said, oh, the character he plays in Enemy at the State is the same dude from the conversation just 25 years later. I do that with movies all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, my opinion was that um, uh, Enemy of the State is what happens to Will Smith after he quits Men in Black. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> But Jim, like, what Kubrick films have you seen? I think just those three, right? The three that I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I've only seen those three. So I, I find him interesting as you know, just from like a film history perspective and everything. I've heard about his style, and I've really loved those three movies, um, cinema, cinematographically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the three. <laughs> Uh, I just thought it looked fascinating, and I'd love to see more of his work. I would recommend. I can lend you. Um, I own. Uh... Definitely own a uh, Barry Lyndon. Um, I own Nathan. You're cutting uh, out. Yeah, because that was too far away from the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But yeah, all of his movies are great. I watched Paths of Glory recently. That has Kirk Douglas. It's like a military tribunal kind of thing. It made mm-hmm. 1957. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he was like Stanley Kubrick auteur. It was like when he was like Stanley Kubrick pretty darn good director and uh it was really good mm-hmm. the nathan you well, might... i'm gonna see what i can find on netflix and hulu and hbo max and all that stuff and then see, you know I'll, I'll put together whatever i can find and i'll let you know if there's anything you know, that mm-hmm. i'd like to borrow if you have it nathan you might uh you might be able to back me up i'm i'm getting uh discord notifications is someone talking in chat uh in the Facebook chat or in the Discord chat? Dis- Discord chat. No. Last thing I see was when I messaged defunct at 520. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, anyway. Uh, Nathan doing it now. I hear, like, I hear, like uh, the, the beep, but, but I don't think yeah, that's... That may be the fact that, I mean, I don't know if y- y'all are in a bunch of other Discords, but I am, and I don't know how to mute those without muting... You guys. Oh, I think it's coming good. from my end. You I was can, just wondering you can right if. Click on it. it if might you go be over to like, it's not on the left mm-hmm. side of your screen. You can like right click the icon, and one of the options is to uh, mute the server. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like Na- you mute Facebook chat. But going back to Stanley Kubrick, Nathan, you might be able to back me up on this because I don't know if I can't remember which one, but Kubrick did some cinematography for one of the Bond films. I can't remember which one, but there was a scene. 
Uh, I think it's like it's either like the one of the last Sean Connerys or like the third Roger Moore one. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me is the movie. Spy Who um, Loved Me. Okay. It says Stanley Kubrick visited the production. Let me. Mm-hmm. Um, in secret to advise on how to light the stage. Yeah. That's it. There's a giant scene where there are three nuclear subs and the bad guy's like, I've got the nuclear subs, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And the director was having a real tough time getting the lighting to work for this gigantic warehouse and scene. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. He was friends with Stanley Kubrick and he called him in, Stan, can you help me? And Stanley Kubrick helped light the scene for that particular shot in the James Bond film. So I, I I kind of understand why Stanley Kubrick was the person they brought in for cinematography help, even though he's not technically a cinematographer. No, he, he like on uh, Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. he worked with NASA and had NASA invent new film, a new lens, so that he could shoot by candlelight alone, and not like the there's the uh, the myth that the entire movie's shot with no lighting. And that's not true, but there are scenes in that movie that have no actual film lights, and it's all, like, lit by candles and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is maybe the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. It's either that or uh, Akira Kurosawa's uh, Dersu Usala, which is a movie he shot in Siberia about uh, a hunter-tracker um, of Siberian, so a native Siberian, so he looks kind of uh, Japanese, but it's... Siberia. Well, yeah, because Siberians would be. Uh, yeah, they are. A lot of people don't realize that. Like, throat uh, singing, it's from Siberia. It's from uh, Tuva, which is in Siberia. Tuvan throat singing, mm-hmm. it's not Mongolian, even though everyone thinks of it that way. There's also I mean, Mongolian throat singing, and there's Chinese throat singing, and there's Tibetan throat singing, which could debatably call also Chinese throat singing, though. Uh, I mean, technically, it's all the same region. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that about Russia is that like modern day borders, <laughs> modern day political borders do not affect the music traditions of native peoples. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, was it? Uh, that was one of the was that one of the big things like the germ like the Germans hated about the Russians like was that they were like Asiatic. That is how they portrayed them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, World War Two. I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and um, here's the thing: Europe and Asia are the same goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, technically. And and if you if you remove the Suez Canal, which they built in like 1900, so is Africa. It's all one big continent. There there's no like there's no separation between them. Except Africa now does have a separation, but it's a man-made canal. Mm-hmm. And so, the canals are convenient for traveling between bodies of water. So. Um, like I get it, Panama Canal. I get it. It's my geographic hot take. There's five continents: America, Afro Eurasia, Australia. No, four, and Antarctica. Four continents. Plus, you know, Australia is often well, considered I mean, part of Oceania, though. So I mean, Afri- Africa's separate because this is the only continent that has its rains blessed by Toto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, maybe that the rains that they were talking about that that Toto blessed was uh, it, it all came down on the Suez Canal, and that's why it's separate now. Yeah, they, they blessed the raids, and then it just flooded the canal. 
Exactly what happened. I bless the rains down oh. in Africa. Oh, we just got a copyright strike. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Copyright yeah. strikes. Nah, get that. Thanks, guys. Bless the rains. So, uh, uh, the other I'm thing. So mad at Pitbull for ruining that song for me. By the way, how did Pitbull ruin that song? What are you talking about? Like he did a version of of Africa, and then they put it in Aquaman. Oh, I haven't seen Aquaman. <laughs> Good. You should probably not see it then. So, Wait, uh, where, where? the other thing... So, Wait, so, the other thing... The, uh, yeah. I hate you. I hate you all. So, the other thing I picked up from Best Buy was uh, they had Picard Season 1 finally out on Blu-ray, and it was on sale. So, finally get to see Picard and see why it's got such mixed response people <laughs> like see that that makes me upset now because they make a big deal about putting that on a streaming service and the only way to get it is that streaming service and now they got the nerve to go sell dvds of picard well basically every streaming service exclusive show is getting released that way in one way or another, at one point or another i mean castlevania's got it's been it was released on disc as well mm -hmm. so just watching on netflix but i mean they do that shit. I hope they get. I hope they get more seasons of Picard because, like, just like any other Star Trek show, the first season is kind of shaky, and then season two and three figure itself out, and then four onward is really good. That's how every Star Trek show has been. Uh, yeah, three. pretty much. Four tends to be like the the really good season. Seasons four and six. I will say with TOS, season two is my favorite of TOS's seasons. I like season well, three, but two is definitely my favorite. If they had a season four or six, they, that was, would be the best. And now that I think about it, Game of Thrones seasons four and six are the two best seasons. Wait, which season? Are seasons four and six uh, just like the best? What about three? Which, I mean, which, which season was it that they killed Joffrey? Amazing, but I think four and six are my favorite. Joffrey was season four, episode two. Yeah, and the yeah. Mountain Viper and the Battle of the Wall, and then season six is the the Battle of the Bastards and the um, Green Trial. Was wait no that was season five then, but no the home because that was like yeah quite but that's like that was the most that was probably my favorite episode of the whole series was home. Which one was home? Or not home. Uh, not home. It's not or, home. Is it home or home? Hard, what home. happens hard in hard home. home? Yeah, hard home. Yeah, that's my favorite episode. Oh, of the whole is show. that the one with the uh, the when the White Walkers attack the the Wilding yeah, Village? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That and then he does the oh, thing. I, I still feel like three is probably my and then favorite. He's like, come at me, bro. <laughs> And uh, book three is definitely my favorite because book three is both seasons three and four of the show. Mm -hmm. So it Fair enough. all the good shit. Wait, what's TOS <laughs> was it where Tasha Yar got, got by that blob thing? That season one. one. That, that was, was the end of uh, season one. one. That was season one? Was. Yeah. One. That was my favorite episode of season one. <laughs> what's wrong with Tasha Yar? Nothing. I just like that. I just like that she got got, and I was I did not see that coming. Well, she got got because the actress was like, I don't want to keep doing this. Oh yeah, skin of, skin evil. of evil. Yeah, but they just did that. Everyone's in the song in my head. 
It was just an amazing thing. It was just like, she's dead. It's like the beginning of the episode. It's just like, oh, Taja Yara's dead. I was like, what the? Taja Yara's dead? You're just going to kill him like that? And I'm glad they didn't forget it because they do kind of they do mention it again later on with some other data episodes like Measure of a Man. They bring that up. Mm-hmm. It was just like from somebody who like only started watching Star Trek as a grown man, seeing that like was just like solidified that show for me. Like, oh, this show is dope. Sean, <laughs> like, I have. I don't know why people hate on Star Trek. This show is awesome. I have to ask. Code of Honor. What do you think of that episode? Which one was that? The black I don't people. Know them by name. The, the black African people. Planet. Oh, yeah. the one where the, the African planet and the, uh, the the women are fighting. Poison yeah. Glove. Yeah, First that one was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I was like, that was that was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the first episode of Next Gen? No, 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 no. First no, episode no, no, is no, Encounter no. in Farpoint. Yeah, first episode is the one where they get set, like, first episode is Q, isn't it? No, the first episode, yeah, yeah the yeah, first, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Code, Code of Honor's the, like, fifth or sixth episode if you count uh, Encounter at Farpoint like as a two-parter. Yeah, and then Naked Now, and then I think Code of Honor was the third one after that. You're right. The one if you count both episodes of Encounter, or if you Yeah, you count mm-hmm. two-parters as one, okay. generally. Yeah. So you guys are aware of like Graph TV, right? No. Yes or no? No. 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 Graph TV. Let me show you guys. No. Let me show you guys. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Um, it is a website that graphs the, and I swear to God, I've shown this to you before, but it's. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, we we remember it. Yeah, the thing that you showed us about the. Game of Thrones oh, episodes, yeah. yeah really. So, so if I go there, <laughs> but yeah, that was the, that was that episode of Star Trek TOS was hilarious though. I, like oh, I was like, yeah, look at this. how did they figure? Oh it? yeah, I remember this from. Yeah, so Star Trek obviously doesn't start that. Uh, it that. this screen is very blurry. Is it blurry? I, I literally cannot read anything. Yeah, we read see that now? That's now much better. Okay. Ah. Ah. Yeah. It's much better. Why do you say ah? Because it's zoomed in very far, but it's much better. We can read it now. Anyway, there's Code of Honor. Um, although there are <laughs> good episodes, but even those good episodes, the seven, like, it's weird. On IMDb, if a movie's rated 7.6, that's, like, a pretty darn good movie. If a TV episode's rated 7.6, that means people hate it. Yes. Okay, um, so what's, what's, that one near the, what's that one in season seven near the bottom, the lowest rated one? Oh, is that Sub Rosa? Is that Sub Rosa? <laughs> yes. yes. It is Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa sucks. And the worst episode is Shades oh. of Grey, I think is the clip show episode. Oh, yeah, it's because it's a clip show. Yeah. 3. I didn't even see that down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah of course. Our trick being a clip show is just weird. Nobody likes clip TV shows. Show, if a TV show is rated 3.4, that is, like, the worst thing you've ever seen. Yep. Um, I have, I like, a hypothesis as to why that is. I think if a person watches a movie and they don't like it, 
seen the whole movie and they could rate it lowly. If a person watches a TV show and they don't like it, they stop watching the TV show and those people aren't going to be rating uh, season five, episode 25. So then only the people who like it. Rate it. Yep. Love Interlight. Mm. What are the other ones along the top there? The other uh, triangle and circle in the middle? Best of both worlds. I think that's Picard as uh, lower. As Locutus. Yep. Locutus. Locutus. Finale is pretty darn high. I like all good things. I thought that was great. Yesterday's Enterprise. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yesterday's 9.2 is a good rating. Let's see Discovery. Oh yeah, Discovery's gonna have a lot lower ratings. <laughs> I don't think so. Now I just want to have oh, an episode where we gush about like, the best episodes of TNG. <laughs> I mean, it's approximately the same. The lowest on so the highest rated ones are about as high, maybe a little less high than the ones in next gen. But the lowest rated ones are way higher than the lowest rated of next gen. Yeah, there you go. I, the highest. I don't know. Actually, the highest rated one in season two is highest rated episode of season two is that finale. Now, now, let me ask you this. What is the user ratings? These are the user ratings. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah. I know critics seem to really like Star Trek, but, Star Trek Discovery, but the users seem to like it less. Yeah, Graph TV, Graph TV or this is Rating Graph, which is this, the successor to Graph TV, which went defunct. It only incorporates the user ratings from IMDb. Okay. And... Am I dotted line here is the average rating 7.4. Let's see, 7.4 versus 7.4. They're exactly the same average. Wow. You know, it might be like the reason why people hear a bunch of negativity about it is partially just that Star Trek has never really appealed to general audiences in the mainstream. Yeah. That's probably why it doesn't get a lot of discussion. If you look at, especially if you look at... Especially if you look at the movies, other... I think there have been like two successful movies in the entire series of star trek almost every single film like doesn't really do very well it's not a successful film like star trek star trek as popular as it is and as many episodes as it's had it's never really been that much of a mainstream thing like if you compare it to star wars star wars adjusted for inflation based off of ticket sales is the second highest grossing film of all time um, is the what? first Gone with the Wind? Yes. Because they ran that for like eight years. Yeah, and it also helps that Star Wars went back to theaters over and over and over again. But if you just account for ticket sales and adjust for inflation, I believe Star Wars is the second highest grossing film of all time. And Star Trek's not even close to that. It's popular, but not that When was popular. the last time they re the last time they re-released re, re a Star Trek movie in theaters. Yeah. They've probably rerun maybe the original picture and maybe Wrath of Khan. I'm sure they have. Uh, Wrath of Khan, probably. They wouldn't do most of it. Yeah, I don't it, think they would like a massive re-release. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to say that again, to say that again, Jim. No, we couldn't understand you. I don't think they would bother doing that with motion picture unless it was like a limited like theaters for one night special event kind of thing like motion picture is just it's 
uh, I don't want to say it's not a good movie, but it's just not a great movie. Well, the problem with uh, motion picture was that uh, it, it was the pilot for Phase 2 stretched out yeah. into a feature film. Oh, wow, that hurt. Yep. Was that? I don't know, but some, yeah, something something feedbacked really, really loud. Probably the fact that it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. So I do have to log out, guys. But I'll see you later. We'll see you later, Nathan. Nathan's dipping out because he's going to go watch LeBron and the Lakers lose. Yeah, I'm jumping ship. I'm saying that LeBron is going to lose and like secretly hope that they win. This is a secret hope that they win, but like I'm gonna say that they're gonna lose, so that I can jinx the heat, so that they win. Wait, why has everybody got Pokemon now? <laughs> I don't even know Ian's doing that. I still can't see it. I haven't seen Ian once this entire time. I mean, I'm here. Not since you were doing the camera thing, and then after that, it's it's all been gray screen. <laughs>